Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Mills. Hey everyone! So it's been a while. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. I believe January 11th was the last podcast. That was just last month, wasn't it? (laughs) Everyone, this is my husband, Cameron Mills. He was on the last podcast. We were talking about remarriage. My with second podcast. Well, your second. I love that you say we were talking about remarriage. We were talking about remarriage with a child on the spectrum. Right, but I know that but was the, the way name you, of the podcast. The way actually. you opened that was we were last last time Cameron was on. We were talking about remarriage, meaning <laughs> you and I were going to remarry again. No, no, just to each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Remarriage to each other. Um, with a child on the spectrum. So, um. <sighs> First off, I want to apologize. I feel like I need to uh, to the community um, for not being, um, I guess, overall present. Mm. Um, I, and I know my, I'm gonna remind my husband's you, grumbling. I'm going to remind you that your responsibility is to Alex, number one. Me, number two. So for those of you who are who are disgruntled about her not being available, I am monopolizing some of her time, but her priority is her son first, and I think all everyone would agree with that. Well. It should be, because your whole point to me in saying what my autism tribe was when you introduced it to me a couple years ago was to be a voice for Alex. That's right. And then a voice for others. So that's Alex right. is the priority, and then others come second. So you have spent nine months very much so being a concerned mama bear for Alex and mm-hmm. taking care of him and being that voice for him. So you have done your job for my autism tribe <laughs> first and foremost. Yeah. Well, uh, I think as uh, as a mother, we always think we should be doing more. Um, and that's very irritating. That's very irritating for those of us who sit there and watch you work your tail off and then think, all right, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm not sure what she's thinking because <laughs> she needs to take a nap too. I know. I'm getting better about it. And I think that's one of the advantages, just one of the many advantages of having an awesome teammate, um, which is my husband. And he's become the most awesome member of my tribe. So I'm so very fortunate to have Cameron and um, especially, gosh, this last year and a half has sent everything in a tailspin. And January 11th, the doors to the school were still closed. We were homeschooling because virtual school was not working out for us very well. That's what seems like a million years ago. It does. Homeschooling it, seems like so... F- long ago but and I'm and I'm perfectly fine with it being like ages ago because it's so much um as we probably talked about on the on the last podcast is that we started just seeing me mainly because I have seen Alex through all of the stages where whereas Cameron hasn't been um privy to all of the the changes and the growth yeah, that Alex I don't know has what had. I don't know what's growth I don't know what's regression I don't know what's normal now I do know more so now obviously mm-hmm. but at the time you were talking a great deal about the regressions you were seeing because of COVID forcing us in the home yeah because of Alex's lack of socialization mm-hmm. because of our frustration with um the school and not the school because I think one of the things I've grown more thankful for is that we were allowed to homeschool because that took a great deal of pressure off both of us because spending seven hours in front of a computer mm-hmm. might be normal for you and I because we're, we're, we know when to take breaks if we've had enough for a moment. Right. Whereas the school, when they were doing the, 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 the virtual schooling, they don't, you know, you've got a, a child like Alex who's on the spectrum and 
he he's forced to sit there and they had some pretty stringent rules like no eating yeah in front of the monitor i'm like wait that, a minute remember don't, that don't, was the straw that broke the camel's back that was what for you well i i think there were a lot of straws that broke the camel's back it was actually up to you deciding that you know what we're doing this now the thing that i've grown thankful for is that we live in a country and a state that allowed us to do it. Yes. And we had a first grade teacher in Miss Markham mm-hmm. at Stonewall Elementary here in Lexington, Kentucky, that not only understood why we were withdrawing Alex into homeschool, mm-hmm. but... But continued to support continued us. Continued to support us. Drop by on Christmas Day, and we may have talked about this in the other podcast. Yeah. Drop by on Christmas Day with her gift bag that I'm sure she gave every other student in her class. Alex was no longer part of her class. No. But as far as she was concerned, he was. And she stopped by, knocked on the door, and had a Christmas gift for Alex. Yeah. She continued to treat him like she was part of the class. And then what happened? When the schools opened back up, in Alex, February. We, Alex went right back to school, yep. just like every other kid. And he knew Miss Markham. Miss Markham hadn't forgotten him. He hadn't forgotten Miss Markham. She she was a godsend last year. Yeah, she, she was, was in the middle of chaos. It was the perfect teacher to she have. She was the perfect teacher to have. Yeah. We should have nominated her for Kentucky Teacher of the Year. That's our fault for not doing that. I did. Did you? Yes. God love you for I doing that. I got her airtime on on the TV station. Did, but did we did we officially nominate her for Teacher of the Year? I don't think so. Okay. Well, you got her airtime. I got her airtime. But airtime, but we should have nominated her. And I, that's, that's, see, you're the detailed one. But honestly, I, put that on you. I, I don't, <laughs> I, and I, because like you said, Miss Markham was a godsend last year um, or, or earlier this year in the spring, but there were so many teachers out there. And so it's like everyone needed to be nominated for something. And that was the year of all to yeah. have it when everyone got a trophy. I think everyone got a trophy <laughs> because we made it through. We're still going through it you know and may go through it again and may go through it again who knows how many, oh, how many who knows how many variants and who knows how many upticks there's going to be we've made it through i think technically four now at this point four four but of now them it seems all, like two you know, but i guess there's four but here in kentucky at least the numbers have dipped i don't know what the new numbers were yesterday you usually keep up with that yeah. As you're, you're usually the one in the family that keeps up with that it keeps sitting, up with the news in well, general you know I, I work for a tv station so there's <laughs> i'm i am pretty much deeply rooted into any kind of the community news and and whatnot so um but our numbers right now um as of what is today november 3rd yeah um are sitting at about 1200 Hundred uh, new cases a day. Okay, so the height the height was in this fourth wave it was close was to five fifty six hundred, I think, or something yeah. like that. So, and I think the numbers are dipping all over the country. I think it's kind of the wave went from the southeast to the northwest in the north. Um, I mean, I read something that yesterday that that or maybe this morning actually that the numbers in India could be back on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Which but I think we is don't where, know if they're getting boosters or we, you know, no. we, we don't know that. No. And I think the only thing that we can do is is to keep positive. And we've been in this for a while enough to know that we can be flexible if needed. Yeah. And um, and so you know, kind of going back to the whole school thing when this when the doors opened, um, ironically the the week that it was supposed to. Uh, open we got slammed with a huge snowstorm and school was canceled for the Um, week for the week so the week the monday they were supposed to go back to school real school for the first time in over a year over a year year. because they they yeah over a year we got slammed with lexington got slammed with snow and so they canceled school for the entire week because of snow instead of for covid and then we had to wait one more week yeah um and then uh alex got to go back he got to go see classmates he got to go back to school but the thing i know you want to talk about and the thing that's always interesting to me is 
his regression from his regressions. Yeah. Because he, during oh. during the time period that he was home, he had regressed yes. in many of the areas that he had grown. And it was... Primarily social. I, I want to be clear that yeah. he did not have any kind of, um, like, I don't know, like emotional, like meltdowns or anything that was like physical regressions necessarily primarily it was it was social regression yeah and honestly i think we probably experienced some of that too oh of course we did um it is it just like, manifested differently it, now it did he did his, his the ocd part the ocd was the i don't know stemming. if you consider that yeah the stimming got worse the ocd got worse yeah Worst as far as what you had seen, because I'm I'm used to him. The ticks. Yeah. Well, I think of the, when I think of the OCD, I think when we hung the um, the stockings by the chimney with care. Yeah. Alex was even more careful than we were about them hanging with care because every single time he walked by, what did he do? Oh, he touched. He every, touched every stock. Now there were only th- what do we have three or four. We, we had, had four. We had four because Henry yeah. had one. Um, Henry the Golden Retriever had one. So we had four, and he would just touch them. Yep. And it was always like, okay. And is, then he would make sure the back door was locked. Well, he still that does that. That was the whole pattern. And that's what's interesting is, yeah, he would if the door, he would jump up, he would stem, or maybe he wouldn't, but he would get up from the couch and he would go over and he would make sure the door was back door was locked both places deadbolt, mm-hmm. and then he would walk by the 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 fireplace and just touch each of the stockings or at least the the loop that the hawk stockings right. were hung by and then he would sit back down but that was a consistent every single time oh yeah now christmas is a couple months away and i'm wondering if that's gonna happen because he still I checks don't the think door so. he still does he but still, not as much no not no and he doesn't here's the other thing he doesn't have to get up and check the door what he does now is when the door is open Meaning, I'm out grilling, and Henry, Henry is a nuisance sometimes. Love you, Henry. But he's a nuisance because Henry will go with us. If we're outside, he wants to be outside. If we're inside, he wants to be inside. He won't just go out and stay out. Right. So the door stays open sometimes, which is why we have flies in the house right now. <laughs> um, but, Henry, but, but Alex wants the door shut and locked. Yeah, it, it's it was more than once he has locked me out of the house oh, because sure. he wants it shut and locked. He still does that, but he's not. He's not constantly. He was at his worst as far as his OCD part. He was jumping up just to go make sure the door was locked. He didn't do that anymore. No, he doesn't. And so just within that first week that they were back in school, I mean, it was within two, three days that I started noticing a lot him talking more, him having more eye contact. And that was just because he was socializing and I think it just goes to show that there's so much power in um, in the socialization part of it. It just, I mean, it it's so powerful. And I've, I've, the teachers even commented on it. And it wasn't just Alex. It wasn't just kids on the spectrum. No. It was everyone. It was us. It everyone. was all of us. Everybody had been stuck in their homes. No one knew how to communicate. In and, as you, and as you said, as you said many, many times, there are those who have had COVID and experienced this so-called COVID fog, right? right? That, I mean, it's the, their brain just isn't as sharp as it used to be. Right. Then there's the rest of us who haven't had COVID who have still experienced some semblance of a COVID fog oh, yeah. unrelated to that, whereas we just don't know how to function in life anymore. Now, we're getting better and more back to normal, but... I mean, it, it, you said many, many times, including ourselves, this isn't a, a shot at anybody in particular, but you said many, many times, and I've said many times, we're all just a bunch of idiots now. We I are. mean, we just, we cannot function anymore because, no. and maybe it is more socialization. But one thing I want to mention to you and remind you of is that 
you were you, one of your biggest frustrations in the middle of the first wave of COVID when we were all stuck in our homes and you were starting to notice. I think you and I were still just dating. Yeah. And you were noticing Alex's regression mm-hmm. is your concern that that regression was going to be not only that it was I think th- I think you might have been concerned there was going to be some permanency to it. Yeah. But I think what you're really concerned about is all of because you're looking back at to when he was nonverbal to yes. the growth he had made in such a very short period of time, mm-hmm. which would have been about what, two or three years from being nonverbal to where he is now. Is that fair? Maybe four years now? About three years. Three years yeah. from nonverbal to where he is now, which is a um, kid who is special needs, but is in a regular second grade classroom, mm-hmm. um, who, who, um, might struggle a little bit with, uh, um, um, arithmetic in the minus, right? He doesn't do well with minus, but he does great with pluses. Um, well, I don't even, even know what to, I don't even, even what to say. Even multiplication. Yeah. Multiplication and just fantastic Geometry. with reading, um, does, does pretty good with spelling. I mean, he functions, he's very high functioning. He is, he is in the top of his class. Which I'm very, very proud to say. Yes, but let's go back to where we were a year ago. Yeah. And your concerns about how all of this was going to affect him moving forward in his future. And then how quickly, you even said this before we went on air, how quickly he regressed from his regressions. Yeah. How quickly he went back to just being Alex that was on the spectrum had some um, uh, symptoms of autism as being on the spectrum. And ble- and folks, if I say these things wrong, remember I am learning um, how to use the right words when it comes to the spectrum. Um, but he, how quickly he went back to just being an Alex who was back to growing again. And back to, yeah. as you always say, and I love this word, back to stretching. And now you and I may be doing the stretching for him sometimes because he, like any uh, eight-year-old, uh, gets lazy and would rather do it the easy way than the hard way. Um, but, uh, even as something, I know we'll talk about this on a future episode, even as something is stretching himself when it comes to the rain. Yeah, absolutely. That's been fun. Maybe not for him, but he is stretching himself when it comes to the rain. Yeah. That's the rain. Maybe that's the title (laughs) of the podcast. Let's just rain. rain. The rain. Because that has been a hot topic. Uh, A hot topic. I don't want to get into it now, but every morning. So stay first tuned. Question, first question out is of his mouth. Every today? morning, is it going to rain today? Maybe he's going to be a meteorologist. I, don't I know. doubt it. it, it I don't be, well, I don't know. Or best friend. You know, it would be nice. Maybe he, his best friend will be a meteorologist one day. We need that, that, that to would not be a long friendship. The that would not be a long friendship because that would be every day he'd be calling his best friend saying, is it going to rain today? That's true. That'd we'll be a quick a text. text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, so yeah, that's a whole other episode. Maybe that will be the next one. I think it needs to, like, to be because I'm anxious to talk about that because that was so, the whole thing is fascinating. There's to so me. much. We could talk about an hour about rain. Um, so <laughs> we'll stay tuned. maybe we could have our local meteorologist sit in on that one. Well, like you know, a, one, you were, you, you have I one do. at your TV Where station that works for one, a very, a very, uh, locally famous one. Yeah. He's great. Um, so I think we'll, we'll do that. Um, you know, and kind of going over like through the summer and stuff. Um, we, we just, we, we spent so much time. He was at summer camp, yep. which was great. Actually went back to the, um, the school where he was before, like he started, like he actually went to daycare there. That's where he started his speech therapy. That's where the ABA therapists were coming to the school. It was called Lexington Hearing and Speech Center. I cannot sing their mm. praises enough every everything from a to z um is um is just 
it, they're incredible. Um, they work with typical and atypical kiddos, um, and, uh, and are great. And so they have a summer camp every year and, uh, it's just a super fun one and was able, fortunately to get Alex into their program. Now they yeah. only go up to second grade. So does that, so will he get to do it next year or is he'll, he, he he'll, I believe he'll get to go next year. So, because he would have just completed second grade yep. going into third, but that's going to be the last one. You and I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to be really just upset because I can't I I just I I trust everyone there so much yeah. and I know that when I drop him off in the morning that everyone there is yeah. loving on him. Yeah. Well, not only that, but think about and this is always something I find fascinating too. Think about the kids that he made relationships with this summer. Yeah. Whether it was at the pool Yep. Um, or whether it was um, at uh, Lexington Hearing and Speech, and how those two, in particular, those two friends, mm-hmm. have continued to be friends. Yeah. And we had one over for uh, just for dinner the other night. Uh, we yeah. went trick or treating with the other one, and how those those two kids who um, uh, both are, would you say, atypical in in different ways, yeah. right? Um, uh, maybe special needs on some level. Um, it's fascinating to me how they gravitate towards each other. And I think the parents do too. Well, because the parents are all going through something. And again, I'm so new to this as a parent, number one, uh, a step parent, and and then immediately into the special needs area where I had special needs sisters growing up, but mm-hmm. it's very, very different when you're responsible for one of, the, yeah. for one of these kiddos. And um, But watching how the parents just kind of, they, there's this knowing you know, of the, everything that you have to deal with and everything that those who are not parenting special needs, it's not that, I, I don't want to say that it's, it's harder, but it might, it, it is harder. It, it's harder when you're, when you're parenting special needs. It's got to be. You know, it's not to say it's not hard being a parent, period, but when you're dealing with special needs, it's harder. But the thing with Alex, and how many times have I told you this, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. No way. And I, listen, Alex is my only child, right? And so, by by that in and of itself, I don't have anything to compare necessarily to. However, I've been around a lot of kids yeah. in my life. I have a precious nephew who is almost to the day exactly one year younger than Alex, um, and and is amazing. So and I so I look at him and um, and milestones that he's hitting mm. and and everything. Um, and just other kind of kiddos that, that Alex hangs around. And I can honestly say that even though there may be some challenges that Alex has mm-hmm. and will continue to have, right. I really, really do believe that he is so much easier than even like yeah. some of the other kids that I have seen, like from the tantrum standpoint, yeah. like, and I'm talking about like typical quote, quote unquote, typical kids, Yeah, you know, he has never um, like really talked back the mere fact that and you told me this early on and I'm sure we talked about this on the first podcast uh, that I was on that he is a people pleaser he is which isn't a good thing right but it makes him so easy quote-unquote to parent because right. ultimately and I've never seen anything close to a tantrum from him no. I've seen a breakdown mm-hmm. I've seen more than one most of the time it's because he's frustrated because he can't please yeah I mean I think that's probably what bothers him more than anything it's that when he's struggling with a math problem 
I, I don't, it might be that he's disappointed in himself. It seems like it's more that he's disappointed that he can't please you with the answer. Yeah. Or, he or doesn't want to be wrong. He doesn't want to be wrong. And that kind of, uh, and I don't know if this is because he has, he has been seeking ever since he's become may, maybe aware of his differences, just mm-hmm. like, you know, the other day that it, I wanted to celebrate and then also just almost mourn when he wrote that sentence. It was on one of his school papers. Oh, let's talk about that. That it said, um, what was the des- question? I don't know. Is it describe something, yourself? Describe, describe yourself. yourself or describe what you think your friends, I don't know, something yeah, like that. something like that. But his that. sentence was, I am different. Yeah. And <laughs> Which was I, heartbreaking to read, but also. I'm like, okay, is this is this a level of self-awareness that maybe not even too many eight-year-olds can say so um i talked to cameron about it and cameron I, had no no insight whatsoever no, I'm like, other how than, do i how do i, I do don't know this has to be talked about so i just i was said you know you wrote this sentence and what does that mean and he said i am different like yeah you know you said it matter of factly you know you know and i was like well how are you different and um i didn't i wasn't expecting um the answer but there's another child in his class that is also pulled out for special resources and they have become buddies and he came to his birthday party in Mm -hmm. august and um, and he mentioned the, this little boy's name and he said, we're different. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I told him, I said, you know, yes, you're different. And I said, but I'm different, um, than Cameron. Cameron's mm-hmm. different than you. Like we're all, we're different. all different. We are all different, but different is not bad. Different is not good. Right. And I said, differences can be beautiful. And he said, how? Mm. So how did you answer that, Mom? <laughs> this is one of many questions. <laughs> this is the this is the when we were this goes back to when last Christmas when we were watching a couple of uh, nativity movies. Yeah, and he had questions about God that you and I were like, oh. uh, and, and "Look, I'm in full time Christian ministry. That's one yes. of my jobs, and yet I'm looking at this eight year old thinking." I don't know how to answer that, yeah. bud. <laughs> I know. Which I'm like, okay, this, he is so, he's like this little 80-year-old oh. man trapped in an 8-year-old's body. Yeah. Like, he is so much more mature in so many ways. Um, than you and I are, even. Than, yeah, than most people. But, uh, so I just told him, I said, listen, I said, um, if everyone were the same, it would be boring. And so differences... Are, are beautiful. It's 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 interesting though that he saw that he he compared the other student that you were speaking of. Mm-hmm. He 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 said he went from I am different um, to we are different. Meaning he there was something with that other child that as you said is pulled out for special resources, is special needs on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, he noticed, and it might just be because um, his second grade teacher has sent us some video right. of re- of recess. Yep. And what you and I noticed in that video of recess was that he and this kid, mm-hmm. uh, this other this other student, were recessing together. Yeah. Meaning, meaning all the other students were out kind of playing. And what Alex likes to do is just run. He just likes yeah. to run. He, he just needs he, to. he need and he does. You and I have tried to tire him out before by going for walks, and it, it doesn't, doesn't does not work. Um, we have yet to try a full run around the block because. I don't, well, I'm not going to be able to make it a full we run around the block. You probably, will. but, but it was interesting to me that he, he saw that this other student and I are different. So he mm-hmm. went from, 
I am different than when you were talking to him about it, he included the other one. So there's something similar, maybe in the way they recess, maybe it's as simple as that, maybe that they yeah. recess together. Maybe it's that they look out and they see the other students on the swings, which he'll get on the swings as far as I know. He'll get on a play a playground oh, yeah. or a play gym or whatever you call it as far as I know. But when, and maybe it's a socialization thing. Maybe it's that, you know what, it, it, he is very good at making friends. Mm-hmm. He is a social butterfly. He is. He, but, but, you know, we've got two kids here in the neighborhood who, when they play, it's a very specific kind of play that Alex wants. Mm-hmm. Alex wants to be chased or wants to chase. That's, yes. that's about it. He loves it. tag. He loves tag. Um, we've tried to introduce soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he'll kick the ball once and then run inside, Yeah, <laughs> which is immediately what he I'm does. Done. I'm done. I, and we tried bicycle. Bicycle doesn't last long. Scooter doesn't last long. Right. He just wants to run and he chase and be chased. And I wonder sometimes if it's that, because the other kids might in recess want to do specific things that Alex just didn't interested in. Well, and so you bring up a good point, like he likes to run. So there was even, you know, just trying to find extracurricular activities, you know, for him, like if he... He could invite friends over, and he would love to have them watch him play the computer. <laughs> right. He would love He's that. Like, wait a minute. He tried that this weekend, didn't he? He did. Yes. And I said, no, 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 no. Um, your friend is here to play. He does not want to he watch, doesn't watch you, you play but, but think the about computer. This. But what does Alex do when he's watching YouTube? He's watching other, other people, people play. play the computer. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe to, maybe to him, know. he thinks everyone is going to enjoy what he enjoys. He enjoys getting on YouTube and watching gamers game. Yeah. Right? So he's assuming that this friend is going to enjoy watching him game. Right. And maybe so, but, but we got to, like, we got to, we got to get him a YouTube channel. We got to start that at some point. He, I know he would I don't love know if that. It, I don't know if it's going to, it w- w- would work or not, but that, that needs to be an attempt because that's socialization. Oh, he would love that. And he's talked about it before. And so we've created these little videos and stuff, but honestly, people, I don't have the time right now, but, um, so going back to the running thing, yeah. Um, was trying to figure out what are some things, extracurricular things, that would allow him to not only socialize but be a part of a team or something like that. And so started, you know, maybe talking about track or cross country or something like that. But then Alex is going through this uh, probably for the last year or so. It used to be that you could say, Alex, what's your favorite color? And he would emphatically and very quickly tell you red. Mm -hmm. That's my red's my favorite color. What's your favorite food? Bacon. And um, bacon's my favorite food. Now he is going through this stage where, and I don't know if that is because he wants to be included in most everything. Mm. He is so inclusive that he doesn't want to exclude anything. 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 Even inanimate. Yes. Obscure. So you could say, objects. Alex, what's your favorite color? The rainbow. The rainbow. The rainbow. <laughs> All of them. Alex. What's your favorite subject in school? All, All of, them. of them. All of them. If you could only do one subject for the rest of your life, he could not. He could not. He would No, it's not that no, he, he could would not. not. He would not give you yes, the answer. Because he doesn't want but to hurt math. He doesn't feelings. want to hurt math. He doesn't want to hurt the color blue. He, he doesn't want yes. to hurt the color green. He is yep. afraid of hurting others' feelings. And you and I, go, you, it's so funny because you and I, as two empaths, mm-hmm. look at that. And I think part of us, okay. I get it. I get it. However, <laughs> I know, but we are never, both very competitive as well. Too. So when it comes to so is you meaning which one of us has the best favorite color? 
Because it's clearly me with purple. <laughs> but no, like we were both in sports and, you know, there's there's a competitive thing that I I even had like really early on. And I'm sure that you did too. But for Alex, like even when we were teaching him oh. how to play tic-tac-toe. Oh my gosh. Like, and I was letting him kind of win. And there were two <laughs> spots left where he could very easily have won and was just about. To put the circle in one of the boxes. And win. And win. Instead. He went ahead and put it in the other box. He intentionally lost so his mommy did not have to lose. And at first, I'm like, surely not. Yeah. And I said, well, why well, didn't you so, put that? And he said, I didn't, didn't want, want you to you lose. lose, Mom. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. So, 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 so listen, I mean, so again. How as, sweet is that? It's amazingly but, sweet. It's amazingly encouraging that he is hopefully going to be a, a an amazing impasse and someone who is a giver and someone who is kind, which he already is. But there's also that part of him, or that part of you and I, to look at and say, if he doesn't, he's got to he's got to have opinions at some point. He's yes. got to make a stand at some point, or he's mm-hmm. going to be walked over the rest of his life. But here's the thing to me: is that again, as a newbie to all of this. Mm-hmm. Is that the thing that has encouraged me in the last? All right, so I've known Alex now for what two years? Mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half. Yeah, two two years. Two, two years. Yeah. Um, I've seen him grow. I've seen him stagnate. I've seen him regress, even though the regressions didn't stand out so much to me, other than the OCD part. But what I've seen is, and the encouraging thing to me, and I think, and I think, and remember, folks, I'm coming at this as a very, very new, someone very, very new, newly being educated about. Um, autism spectrum disorder um, is that there, there, at least with Alex, and I don't want to speak for anyone else, especially someone who has grown frustrated as you were with regression or stagnation, mm-hmm. but there is growth. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to me, as a new parent, as a new, as someone newly responsible for um, or partially responsible for um, an eight-year-old child, um, to me, that's the that's where you grab the encouragement. That's where you grab the okay, we're we're growing. It may yeah. be baby steps. It may be crawling. It may be you may have to find that one little nugget of something yep. to as a parent to keep you going. To think, okay, we're, we're we may be going slowly, but we're going. Yeah. Because the thing that to me that I look at so many parents and I wonder about and and I I'm sure they experience is when they feel like there's no growth and in the middle of COVID I can't imagine whether you were raising a special needs child or not I can't imagine how many parents were just so frustrated at seeing regression in their child mm-hmm. at seeing stagnation in their child because we were seeing it in ourselves yeah I there's one little quick story before we before we end here and um and I I just. I, maybe you guys have have heard of this little story. Maybe you've seen it on Facebook or or the internet somewhere. But um, and I always kind of remind myself of this. And it was a really cool story about this woman who, this mother, who um, was a working mom growing up. I think she was a single mom, and she had um, she had a child or or kids. And they there were nights where she just did not feel like cooking. She did not have the energy. All she could muster was to have, I can't remember what she called it. It was kind of like a smorgasbord-like plate. So she would, like, put some apples and cheese and crackers and... Charcuterie. Just was like a kid's charcuterie board, (laughs) right? And it was just kind of like things pulled from the pantry and the fridge just for dinner for the kids that night or cereal. 
And she always felt like she was failing that those nights when she, when she did that for dinner. And so as the children got older, she asked, you know, what, what were your favorite meals or favorite memories growing Mm -hmm. up? And they said, it was the nights when we got to have like snacks for dinner and, um, and by snacks, I mean, she was giving them apples and cheese and crack, you know, like things like that. It was exciting, but to them it was exciting because it wasn't, any kind of fancy spaghetti, garlic bread, lasagna, whatever. It, was it didn't not, take great effort for it didn't her. Take great it was effort. a, it was a, la, a, a, what a, a last resort. Yes. I've got to feed my child. This is all I have the energy to do. And yet that was, that was the, the children's memory. favorite memory. Well, that's a lesson for you, dear. It is. That's why I said I, I constantly have to remind myself of this woman. Someone probably made this up, but I don't care. It's, it, I just, it, it's something that, 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 I, I'm glad you brought up, and I'm glad I'm glad to know you think about that because you hadn't shared that with me because you get yeah. on yourself constantly yeah. about whether or not you're being a good mother, whether or not you're being a good wife, and you're the most incredible mother and wife I've ever been around, which makes me just thrilled to be married to you because I got you. But at the same time, I, it, it, nothing frustrates me more than to see you get down on yourself. And I always put this in terms of the podcast, in terms of others who are pro- other mothers and fathers who are probably doing the same thing, mm-hmm. who are getting discouraged because they don't think they're doing enough when you and I both know at the heart of hearts, the most important thing is just being there. Yeah. Being there. And it, let's go back to the very beginning of what we said is that you apologized to everybody for being absent for nine months. You were not absent from your child, which is the most important thing. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm thankful to be a part of this community because I've seen a lot of people like really just kind of like come together in times of need. And, um, and that's one of the things that I want to, to provide for everyone in the community. And I just appreciate everyone so much. And please continue to keep reaching out. Um, And if I don't respond back right away, it's not because I don't care. It's because I am literally juggling about 30 plates over here. And, um, but feel free to check us out online. Um, It's myautismtribe.org. And then we also have all of the social media platforms covered. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel that that you can check out too with some cool videos. But um, I love and appreciate everyone. Thank you, Cameron, my awesome husband, for joining me today. You'll be hearing more from him too because he's a talker. I don't talk a lot though when I'm on here. And I love that he has a whole (laughs) different uh, perspective like from not only a parent, um, a dad, I but got thrown stepdad. Into the, I got thrown into the deep end of this real, real quick. Thrown into the fire. Yeah. That's the best way to learn. Anyway, thanks so much. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.